welcome to the Pete on Software podcast, where we program with passion. This is the podcast that discusses technology, the business side of software, and the tech people that drive our industry. And now, here's your host, Pete Shearer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 40 of the Pete on Software podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about a couple of different things, the first of which, some of you who are loyal listeners and have this feed might be surprised to see an episode drop. I haven't dropped one in a while, and episode 39 came out on August 31st of last year. So it's been almost seven months between episodes, and there are a couple reasons for that. One of the things that you aren't supposed to do, or that I've heard you aren't supposed to do in podcasting or blogging, is to comment on the amount of time between episodes or posts. The only people who are likely to even realize are the people who are following you quote-unquote live and hadn't seen activity in your feed in a while. Others who come later will play through the episodes, if they even go back to the archives at all, likely without ever seeing that there was a gap. However, I only bring it up now as part of what the discussion, what discussion I want to have here. When I started this podcast back in December of 2013, I had put out a survey earlier that same month asking for the kinds of things that people wanted from a podcast, what kind of format, what kind of content. And I took that feedback as well as my own interest in the kinds of podcasts that I liked to listen to. And what I came up with is the format of this show as we have it. I took a lot of inspiration from David Smith's now defunct Developing Perspective podcast. His was largely a solo show that was never very long. Uh, and in fact, his tagline that he had in every episode at the end of the intro was, developing perspective is never longer than 15 minutes, so let's get started. Every time. Uh, and, and he stuck to that. I've never been as dogmatic about staying under that threshold, but most of my podcasts were aimed to be in the 10 to 15 minute range. And lots of what takes up time in some people's podcasts is repeating points. So you kind of learn that as a technique for making sure that people get what it is you're trying to communicate. If I have three points and I go point one, blah, 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 and then I go wrapping up, point one is blah, blah, now on to point two, blah, 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 blah. Now remember, point one was blah, blah, point two is blah, 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 point three is, and so on. So uh, I don't do that. I figured I want this podcast to be something you can listen to, collect information, and move on. Uh, You can repeat it with your podcast player if you wanted to, uh, but it really doesn't have to be all me all the time. I don't have a lot of interview guests. As such, I don't want to just drone on and on and on. However, at the same time, this podcast is a reflection of me, just like my blog. I cover technology and then also the business side of software, uh, as it says during the intro. And by that, I mean, so there's a couple things. Number one, you could be a developer and you could only focus on development and you could sit in your cube and you could write code and that's all you know and that's all you understand. And that's fine. And if you're happy doing that, that's good. But I feel like if you work on your soft skills of communication uh, and getting along with people and being able to, to deal with some of that, that's good. But on top of even that, I feel like if you have a knowledge of how businesses work, how they make decisions, why people do what they do, why businesses do what they do, it'll take you a long way. One of the things that people often get mad about is they get mad because businesses don't do what they think they should. Why doesn't our business do this? Why doesn't our business do that? Part of it is we have to stop thinking that everyone who isn't in technology is a moron. And maybe they actually did consider it and weigh it. And they did pros and cons on everything, but they decided this particular project or initiative that they're following meets a need that the company was really lacking. Because if a company focuses on 20 things, they're focusing on nothing. So they have to pick an area that's weak and work on that. Even if you think there are other objectives that are better, they have a different perspective. And to understand that perspective makes you a valuable employee. Even if you don't want to become CIO or CEO one day, it still helps to know that and it makes you more valuable to be well-rounded. Uh, obviously, well-rounded it's better. So, like I said, the blog and the podcast are extensions of myself, which 
seems very narcissistic, but we even talked about that before in a previous episode. That comes with the territory. My hope is that someone will like 50% of me or 80% of me or 90% of me and consume the episodes they like, uh, and that would be good. Now, I've made mistakes, and one of which is not publishing regularly enough. There are many sources that say the best way to build an audience is by publishing regularly, and I've been much more of a as-the-muse-strikes kind of podcaster. However, at the same time, even with that, the podcast has gotten some decent traction. My most popular episode has been the Rob Eisenberg episode interview, where uh, he was the creator of Aurelia, uh, and that episode, as of right now, has 1,365 downloads. While some next couple of tier episodes have, you know, in the 8 to 100 to 1,000 range, and then most of them get between two to 300 downloads. Interestingly enough, even during this hiatus, I've gotten several hundred downloads a month of just people organically finding me. But uh, if all the episodes even got 1,300 downloads, that wouldn't be too bad. But like I said, most of them get two to 300. Now, is the question I'm trying to figure out is, is that because the show doesn't strike a chord with people? Is it because the topics are interesting, but I'm not interesting? What is it? Cliff Ravenscraft over at the Podcast Answer Man has declared 2016 as the year of identity for himself. And he's starting to look at his shows and rearrange what they are, what their content is, stuff like that. And so that got me thinking. And when I look at the landscape of podcasting, podcasts are often very focused. Take, for instance, you have iFreaks, Ruby Rogues, the Freelancer Podcast, JavaScript Jabber, Adventures in Angular. All of those podcasts are focused on one thing, Ruby or iOS or JavaScript or Angular very specifically. But do you know what else they have in common? Charles Max Wood. They are all put out by DevChat TV, which is run by Charles Maxwood, and he serves as a panel member on many of those shows. He didn't make the Charles Maxwood show and cover all the things that he wanted to know about. He made a different podcast every time. And .NET Rocks, when it started, it was only .NET. And only after building an audience have they gone a little wider. But even then, when dealing with other topics like Linux, they relate it to the .NET community and from that particular perspective. So considering all those things, I'm wondering if I should retarget this podcast. I realize that not everyone listens to podcasts in a place where they can take immediate action, you know, whether you're working out or driving in the car or making dinner. But this time I am asking for a very simple reaction to the show. If you're listening to the show from the embedded player on the page, you can comment below. Or if you aren't, if you could throw me a tweet at Pete on Software, I'm looking for a simple response. Should I stay the course, do what I'm doing? Should I focus more or should I hang it up? If you suggest focus and you happen to know which of my kinds of shows you like best, uh, if you just tweet, like, focus on the business part of software, focus on mobile, focus on whatever. I was going to pin a poll on Twitter and put that up there, but those only last a short time. And I didn't want to pin a link to another survey because uh, I want to make the barrier to entry as low as possible. I don't want to send you all over the place. But let me be clear, though. Some of the podcast neglect has come from being very busy in my consulting practice, which is a good problem to have. Uh, and also, if you're a parent of a kid in travel sports or someone in your family is in travel sports, you probably have an idea what that can do to your schedule year-round. But at the same time, I once heard Leon Gersing say, basically, whether you think you do or don't have the time, you're right. And that's true. If I had prioritized this podcast highly enough, I'd be working on it regardless. I was going to say here that if I don't get any interaction, I'm going to take that as a sign to go home. No answer is a vote of no confidence answer, kind of like that. But if I get no reaction and I get three to 500 downloads of the episode, then I'm still reaching people and I have to take that into account too. I'm also not looking for a large audience to make money. I don't run ads on this podcast. I don't run ads on my blog. I'm not collecting email addresses. This is totally a hobby, and it's an attempt to serve the community. I don't want to have a legion of people to do whatever I say, like 
go to audible.com and enter promo code blah, 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 and get Foo and Bar and Baz as a, as a special bonus. That's not me. I'm not knocking people who do that. Um, larger podcasts have bandwidth costs, production costs. You know, if they have a lot to do, they hire someone else to do editing. I do my own editing. You know, those things take money and they need money for that. Or if that's their full-time job. This is my hobby. This is a labor of love. Uh, so I'm not knocking that, but I am what I am and this is what it is. Maybe there are only a few hundred people who think the things are interesting that I find interesting. If you intersect that a Venn diagram of people who find all my topics interesting and people uh, who find my style and delivery interesting, you know, maybe that intersection is only a few hundred people. At the same time, I see podcasts come up with people with no previous following and they land much better than my own. I'm not trying to get into a competition with them, but what I do want to do is be more effective in what I do with my time. So if you could, tweet at Pete on Software or comment and say, stay the course, focus more and maybe on what, or hang it up. It's run its course. Give it up. So that's it for the show this time. My pick of the week this week is Gimlet Media over at GimletMedia.com. Gimlet is a podcast network that some of you might know from the podcast Startup. What Startup was, was, so Gimlet Media is a podcast company. And so they recorded a podcast about starting their startup. So you got a little bit of inside baseball about dealing with angel investors and how to negotiate percentages with your partner and hiring individuals. On top of that, um, they just dealing with some of the other problems there are with starting a, a company. Then they had season two where they covered a company called Dating Ring and then covered them from inception all the way through the problems they were having, finding traction, finding a message, getting people to believe in them, other problems they had working out. Uh, then they had a mini season about now that Gimlet's been around a while, just kind of an update, now dealing with diversity, um, some problems they were having there, dealing with other hiring issues, dealing with expansion. You know, how fast do they expand? Do they borrow money? Do they try to get cash flow positive as fast as possible? Or is it okay to run in the negative for a while as you're in growth? You know, kind of things that you have to think about when you're starting a company. They have another show called Reply All, which is just in their own description, a show about the internet where they cover just interesting things, just a little in depth. And you find out more about things that you would kind of known peripherally about, but just get some more information. It's very, very interesting. The Mystery Show, there's only six episodes in the first season, but that's where the host, Starly Kind, goes out there and looks into mysteries that you can't just solve with Google. Things like a belt buckle that someone had once found, and she had to find the original owner of it, and it had an inscription, and it was very, very unique. Um, that episode especially is very good. Surprisingly awesome. It's a show with two hosts, and they talk about things that are really a little cooler than you think they are. You know, things like the band Chumbawamba, things like Frequent Flyer Miles, Beatles, stuff like that. Um, there are many other shows as well. I listen to all of their podcasts that they have. I, I subscribe to all of them. In fact, one kind of ringing endorsement for how much I like them is that I listen to all my podcasts in Marco Arment's Overcast app. And normally I listen to them not only at 2x speed, but with the smart speed feature turned on that minimizes and removes dead air in the shows. And then they usually end up somewhere in like 2.1 to 2.4x speed. That's how I consume so much content each week uh, and I'm able to get through everything. However, for the Gimlet shows, I actually back that off to like 1.4 or 1.5 just because I want to catch everything they say. But not only that, and as dorky as it sounds, I just want to spend more time with all of them each week. I want to spend as much time as I can because they put out just quality content uh, and it's fun to hang out with them and you really should just give all their shows a listen. So that does it for this time. Again, if you can reach out to me on Twitter or the comments and let me know to keep it up, focus more and on what, or hang it up, I'd greatly appreciate it. 
And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can find me at Pete on Software on Twitter or on my blog, PeteOnSoftware.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.